Be sure to catch the Pop Goes the Culture podcast crew Friday night, May the 10th at VisionCon in Springfield, Missouri for a live recording. For more details, visit visioncon.net. Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Draft House for Thursday, May the 9th. We are coming to you from the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> Very good. We are, this is your warning, this is the heads up. This is going to be just a little bit different than our usual format because we are going all in on Avengers Endgame this week. The spoiler ban was officially lifted on Monday, and now we know why that wasn't an arbitrarily chosen date. There are other things that happened on Monday that we'll talk about in a little bit, but before we do that, just a heads up, yes, we're going to go spoilers, but we are going to let you know when we are going spoilers. So this part of the show will remain Avengers in-game spoiler-free when we get to that time in our show where we decide to go deep dive on Avengers Endgame, we will give you plenty of advance notice. So stick around for a little while. We'll tell you when it's time to pause it if you're one of the seven people left who have not yet seen Avengers Endgame. So let's handle some business up front, taking a look first up at a few movie-related headlines, specifically our top five at the box office last weekend. Number one, surprising no one, Avengers Endgame held on to the top spot, made another $147 million at the U.S. box office last weekend. That would be a pretty good opening weekend for just about any movie. I can't think of too many movies that wouldn't be happy if that was opening weekend numbers. Yeah. Um, week two, of course, you know the other side is they, you know, it was a big slide percentage-wise. They didn't even get half of what they made the first weekend. But um, So 12 days of release, cracked $2 billion in the global box office currently. Wow. Made a little bit more money since then. So number two all-time right now, only Avatar is in front of Avengers Endgame as far as the overall box office leader. For now. For now. Does anybody know what the Avatar number was? Uh, it's two point, It's almost $2.8 million, oh. roughly. Or, sorry, $2.8 billion with a B. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's... This, we record these on Wednesdays. It's 11, 12 a.m., so it may already be there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's a lot of clams. Can, somebody, can we pause and go check real quick? Go check the numbers. <laughs> they need like a real-time number on a website somewhere <laughs> with ticket ticker. sales yes. as they come in. Yeah, It's like where you can watch. like, I just bought three tickets. <laughs> Look, there it showed up. Those were my tickets. Like so. a telethon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I see it as an old-timey telethon. Yeah. With like, yeah. Everything like, is that, though. With you know? Chris Evans as... Captain America running the toasting the telethon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring out another Avenger. Be sure to buy your tickets, folks. That would be kind of fun, actually. I, I want that to happen now. Make rich old guys richer. Exactly. Make the mouse happier. <laughs> All the cheese for Mickey Mouse. Dance a hog. Well, we could take that down a dark path, but we're not going to. Number two at the box office, debuting at number two, making just under $11 million, was The Intruder. Kind of surprised it opened at number two. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that our number three would have debuted ahead of number of the intruder, too, but it yeah. didn't. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It was yeah. a bummer. It was a long but shot. Good oh, for yeah. Hey. Wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's only a million dollars separating them, so yeah, and not even that really. But yeah. Good for the intruder. That I mean, yes. Yeah. 
We'll see how about it next Snuck week. In <laughs> we'll see what happens. Two, right? I'm guessing Come we won't on. be talking about any of these next Probably week not. except for Endgame. Uh, at number three, debuting number three with just under $10 million, was Long Shot, which you saw. Yes, I saw that, and I absolutely loved it. He did. He yeah. sent me a text. Imme- yeah, immediately afterwards, I sent Jennifer a message. I was like, this is hilarious. So you're probably going to hate you it. You need to see it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> the world hates it. It's really funny. It's like one of the best Seth Rogen movies in like five, six years. It was very, very... Very entertaining. This is a kind of a low bar. Uh, I think it's not that low bar. Now I'm trying to think of what's come out of it. I'm thinking This is the End was 2014, and I absolutely love that movie. I didn't care too much for Sausage Party. That one I thought was was pretty bad. Yeah, the improvisational tone of it doesn't really play very well with animation because yeah. it becomes repetitious. We could spend a whole favorite. podcast talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. That'll be next week. We'll, we'll talk about Sauce Party. party. <laughs> Seth Rogen retrospective. It'll yeah. be wonderful. Uh, but yeah, if you get the chance, if you've already seen Avengers 10 times, uh, definitely give the long shot a chance because <laughs> it's a shot. really good. Ba-dum. And it's not that long. So <laughs> It's not three hours. Yeah. Uh, stop few movies <laughs> at number four debuting at number four making just over eight and a half million dollars was ugly dolls which um, i just learned what that was like the day before it debuted it's some sort it's of about, it's animated it, there's ugly dolls oh you mean the movie you just yeah. said what it was okay yeah. that is adapted just, from a stuffed critter yeah i didn't know it's like that the was beanie baby movie yeah, yeah. So somebody went and saw it to the tune of $8.5 million. And rounding out our top five, making another four and a quarter million dollars, was Captain Marvel. I saw it again. Did you really? Mm -hmm. Still good? One and five. It was. It was still good. And I don't care what anybody says. I loved it. I I had a blast. I did. That's your top five. I have a feeling outside of Avengers Endgame, that will probably shift quite a bit in the next week because we have a bunch of new things hitting the theaters this week. Leading the charge is Detective Pikachu, which will likely debut at number two, probably the top new film this weekend, if I had to guess. Uh, has a pretty good buzz, pretty good word of mouth. Folks are enjoying this film. It's an, it's it's the family-friendly version of Deadpool. Yeah. That Once Upon a Deadpool really wasn't, <laughs> because they didn't right. do much, but... I hear yeah. the I hear like the story is a little difficult to follow, but right. you find yourself really having a good time. So that's pretty yeah. consistent with what I've heard. Also, opening this weekend, the hustle, which we just before we turned the yeah. mics on had a long conversation about. Yes, the remake of the eighties. I don't know if you call it classic. It doesn't it really deserves it, to be considered a classic. Cult classic, maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. This is the. Gender swapped female led version with yeah. Anne, Has- Anne Hathaway. Try that again. And Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself in some trouble if you're not careful with these words. Um, looks like a lot of fun. I when I heard they were making this, I was like, oh, really? You don't really have to yeah. read make the movie because it re- it's one of my favorites. You don't really. I don't. I'm on the we, nobody's asking we'll for this. Recoil whenever we yeah. hear that one of our favorite movies are going to get. But remade. looking at all the trailers and all the behind the scenes stuff, this looks like a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, Fine. there's so many people who have no idea what Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was. Which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, really people is. will rediscover we the movie. Should have done a double feature. Oh, that would have been a oh. great idea. Would have been all over that. I would love to watch that. Well, you know what? It's you still can at some yeah. point down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also opening this weekend. Uh, so I. I, I'm, this one confuses me. It's Tolkien, based on the life, the going to war, specifically World War One, uh, of 
author J.R.R. Tolkien. Is this, I have a hard time based on what I've seen to knowing if this is straight biography or if this is like one of those films where it's like biography blends with kind of fantasy like as a finding well. neverland type of film. almost yeah I, i'm yeah. having a hard time un- i couldn't tell knowing either. what this film yeah. is you can't quite because pin it at down. first i didn't think it was any biography and then i read a, an article about it and i thought okay i don't i don't know anymore what's yeah. happening yeah it's hard to really pin this one down exactly what to expect from it um, I'm glad that they're not focusing on him just writing a book because I, yeah, be I think that'd make for a slow movie. <laughs> I've seen actually. people writing oh. books. <laughs> it's not not something it's you want to put painful. on film. Yeah. yeah, just a click of a typewriter. It's <laughs> very fun. Crying, wadding up paper, <laughs> lots of staring, head beating, and then furious yeah. clicking, and yeah. then stopping and staring, <laughs> leaving for a little bit, and then, <laughs> and then back furious to clicking. It. I'm a yeah. failure. I'm, it's whatever. And the Dark Horse this weekend, uh, Palms, which looks like a lot of fun. I don't know that it's getting this uh, much attention, though. Yeah. I mean, it should. I mean, how it often looks like has fun. this been a movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's maybe a reason for that. But it well, does look like we fun. had like Book Club last year, right? Uh, which seems they similar read, they thematically. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see Pam Greer. In a like a fairly big budget movie, yeah, uh, not big budget as in five hundred million dollars, but, but it's uh, not also a, yeah, it's yeah, a cheap independent, film. yeah, yeah, exploitation film. And then Diane Keaton, like yes. anything Diane Keaton's in, I automatically give it a little more credence because I'm like, oh, it's Diane she's Keaton. lovely. She's, she she's she knows how to pick a role. Yes. Um, so those are your four films opening this weekend. You know, we do the top five every week. If Avengers Endgame hangs around, as we expect it probably will be in the top five, it could be all of these are your two through fives, or maybe one of them. Maybe Detective Pikachu takes the top spot. That'd be awesome. I'd Crazy. Not counting on it, but we'll see what happens. Or I bet it comes close if it doesn't. No. Oh, I don't know. I imagine close. Endgame dropping off about, if it dropped off 50%, yeah, that would still be, be 75 million. Yeah. That, that was my original prediction for. Detective Pikachu was seventy five million, and now like between me and 50. my yeah, I think I think I'm thinking forty good. to fifty yeah. is my yeah. guess. I I've tempered it down to like sixty five. I'm going higher, eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a game show. That's you don't what, get anything for I that. Gutsy, one dollar. You're yeah. all wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't get anything for taking the high or the low on this one. Oh. I don't know, man. If it does it, if I'll it takes, like, if Kenny wins, then I think he should get something. That that'd be pretty. That'd be we'll bring you a a stuffed Pikachu or something. And I'll hand it right back. There you go. (laughs) This week's special programming at the Alamo Draft House. Speaking of Detective Pikachu, you guys are doing some a couple of uh, family parties this weekend with the premiere of Detective Pikachu on Saturday. That the fun starts early. It starts about ten fifteen a.m. and then Sunday at one fifteen p.m. Yes. And what all? Again, I know we've talked about it, but if somebody's new and or doesn't have kids or always, you know, doesn't tunes out this part because or whatever, um, what does a family party? Entail and specifically with the Detective Pikachu, what can folks expect when they show up for a family party on Saturday or Sunday? I was waiting for you to take it. No, I'm absolutely all willing. All to. the fun and in None one place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be uh, an ex- it, so with our family parties. It's just a way to like engage families as a group before a new release film. So uh, you come 45 minutes early, and you can expect we have like arts and crafts. Uh, we have these little uh, like. You can make like little ping pong pokeballs to throw at stuff, which is oh. going to be fun. Yeah, there's, games. Uh, there's games. We have like uh, some plush pokeballs that you can toss at Pokemon, and we have uh, like little nifty trinkets and stuff to give out. Uh, yeah, we, we try to have the Discovery ha- Center. The Discovery 
Center. I was so working my way to that. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. We have the Discovery Center coming, uh, and they're going to have a few activities as well. So this one's really getting blown out. And what was yeah. that last thing you said that I and talked over? And prizes. And prizes. So yeah. very and they're cool. not crap prizes where you're like, oh, thanks. Hey, yeah. somebody got their is copy an, of Oriental Training this, this week in the mail. Yeah, no. You're not going to throw it away on your way out of the theater maybe a couple weeks. So I that's mean, pretty cool. You might your kid that you're going to, but yeah. you're going to secretly pocket it and maybe keep it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a blast. We're really, really excited about this. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Actually. I've got a yeah, Pikachu onesie that I get to wear. And I'm not uh, embarrassed about it. And he truly saved the best for last. Yes. That is real. David will be. Did you Pikachu own that Pikachu. prior to knowing you were going to have to be involved in this? I had or? a furry costume that was yellow, but uh, that got shot down uh, way okay. quick. Because so. <laughs> we do want people to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. And then Saturday, also, you guys are doing your cereal party for the month, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Which feels like it could be its own menu anyhow. And we have just a buffet of meatballs yeah, and cereal. Just giant meatballs. Meatball cereal. Uh, <laughs> it's a typical cereal it's party. It's big in Italy. Uh, <laughs> and it's a very <laughs> funny movie. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, specifically the first one. Right. Uh, uh, it's really good. So it's going to be uh, a blast. You know, we're going to have all you can eat cereal. All you can drink good, milk. It's not like the good for you cereal. Right. It's, it's not, like not like grape nuts. Yeah. It's the stuff that you... Unfortunately, because that kind of sounds good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Ew. <laughs> grape nuts. Uh, porridge. We uh, we usually grab like a huge variety, and you're going to get to try some of those cereals that and like David you would never... And David picks cereals out, so yes. trust that it is a delightful buffet. I get the normies, the tricks, right. the lucky charms, etc. But I also... And I also like to get the ones where your kid might like, oh, I want to try the Dippin' Dot cereal. And you're Honey like, buns. no, that's <laughs> ridiculous. So that's it's a smorgasbord of uh, tasty treats. In have a you bowl. seen they have a chicken and waffles yes, flavored I have cereal? Seen that. What is yes, it? Is I it Honey Bunches that. of Oats or something like that? Really? That you would yeah. not yeah. expect. Hey. I'm getting more cereal today, so... Uh, <laughs> so chicken and waffles. If there's chicken and waffles, meatball. I can't... Yeah, it's a meatball. Does the milk activate the chicken flavor? Is it a broth? Or the... Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's, it's, a it's kind of like, cereal. what was the dog food where you added the water and it made its own gravy? Oh. <laughs> I was just watching that. Yeah. On a pre-show, we had that the other day. Uh, ah, nasty. No, no thanks. Yeah, that's... No. If they have it, there's I'll get no it. There's no way it activated gravy. <laughs> you, never you never know. You never know. No. Uh, did you know that Sunday's Mother's Day? Mm. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> so for I the rest go. of you that just went, oh, crap. A um, couple opportunities to bring mom out to see Dirty Dancing on the big screen on Saturday. You're doing the Mother's Day brunch at noon. Yeah, we want to see those moms. And the movie party at 7. <laughs> I feel like there's right. a, there's another there's another show taking place inside David's head oh, sometimes <laughs> while we're recording this one. <laughs> Bring us your moms. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited about that. Whoa. It's good. You're going to be having a watermelon carrying competition yes. beforehand as well. Yes, so. we are. And also, I just want to point out, I said this yesterday and it hit me how true it really is. It's going to be a beautiful day Sunday. However, if you're anything like me, you don't want to be outside with your mom on a beautiful day where she's free to say things like, what are you doing with your life? And <laughs> you, don't want you, to, you don't want to be a place time. where you have to talk to your mother. <laughs> when are you going to have more kids? Um, my mom never says that. She's great. But like, take her to a movie and you don't have to talk at all. 
I'm taking my mom's. <laughs> you're going to be going to run it like three or four times. The hey, yeah. you don't forget, we're not we're talking doing through back this. Back to back, seven brides, and we're going to sit through both of them. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, you're not because those are both sold out. <laughs> so well, I yeah. really are going to one of them. Oh, okay, well, good. I'm glad you got a ticket story. because yeah. they are sold out to the public. Yeah. Uh, Monday night, the Chicago movie party. Are you dressing up for this one too, Dave? Uh, I will be dressed like Mr. Cellophane. Uh, That's not true at all. Uh, no, but we do have a very, very enthusiastic host who will be taking control of the Chicago movie party. It's yeah. an Anything Oscar winner musical? for Best Picture. Hey, yeah. and it, there's music. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I love Chicago. Is, is like city? the place? Yeah. I've never been, you, but I hear it's really been? tall. I was born like there. The building. So. going there next month. I'm going I'll there. Bring right. yeah. Just did. Bring me back. A, is that where Grateful the Sears Dead? Tower is? Yes. yes. Sears a tower. small Sears Tower, like I so. Think it's, I can so get it's ironic. Oriental Trading Company. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bringing back all kinds of stuff from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Some up. of you only need penicillin for a few of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also on Monday night. So if yeah. Chicago's not your thing, Monday night you can catch the Video Vortex screening for the month, which is Kickboxer. From, from hell. What sounds amazing. We have uh, doubled our ticket sales because I think somebody else bought a ticket. Video Vortex oh. wasn't doing so well. So now we're up to like 13 tickets sold. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Pretty impressive. I can't imagine why people wouldn't come flocking to the theater for Kickboxer from Hell because they're not going to find it anywhere else. Their the title sh they sounds better like a blast. They better does. not. I don't know where else you would find that. I can't. So this was one we were talking hell. beforehand as well. Um, I kind of wish my Tuesday night was free for this one, but the film club screening this month is The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, mm -hmm. which has such a long, a long legend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much around this film that it's almost worth it just to see what happened, just to see what we get out of all the drama have, that took place. Exactly. I've made myself not watch it mm -hmm. um, so far because I really want to see it it's on about the screen. 20 years of effort to get this yeah. sucker on the screen. Mm -hmm. So, well, so much drama driver. involved. And yeah, yeah this, this is one that you'll want to come out for. And then you guys always do the film club uh, discussion, I guess, yes. afterwards. Yes, the Loyal 12. We meet in one of these media rooms and then we talk about it. And there's hardly ever any fighting. Yeah. Would you say? Well, uh, I've had a couple of scrapes and bruises after a film <laughs> It's club. a rough yeah. crowd, isn't yeah. it? We save our fighting for the Facebook page. Yeah, we like made this that. arrangement that I agreed to where if someone's upset with someone, they kind of use me like an anger pillow. Mm -hmm. He's beat I'm me. like, don't even. Hazard pain involved in that. Or? If there's something else you're upset about, it doesn't have to be restricted to this movie. Yeah. And then that really, that's what. <laughs> that, that's really what sells the tickets. Actually, yeah. is people coming looking yeah. to beat up on dude. Fun. We may have to get to you know if folks want to start bringing the recording equipment out for some of those oh, be discussions afterwards. That would be amazing. They we would love we need that. to talk about that we for this summer. Yeah. Break it down. Boop, boop. If you're not, if that is not your thing, I love how you guys have counter programming going on all just the about every night. End of the if, if you're not into seeing what happens with Terry Gilliam's latest work, you can come check out Eight Mile at 6:40 p.m. on Tuesday night. Watch Rabbit become a star. We got I, a couple I just, I just, spaghetti movies. Right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I just I imagine spaghetti. the Venn diagrams here, and I'm like, you know, I wonder how many people are having to choose between which of these they're going to see. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a small number. On Wednesday night, another fun musical moment at the Alamo Draft House. The Mamma Mia sing along is at 6:20 p.m. on Wednesday night. You I'm guessing sing. the same host. 
Uh, yeah. Well, no, actually, no. it's Jenna, our manager, Jenna. Oh. She loves this movie. She's into so. Mamma Mia? Yep, she is. And counter-programming. If Mamma Mia sing-along is not your thing, you can come check out Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom movie party. You can drop yeah. your date off at Mamma Mia and go right <laughs> exactly. to the Temple of Doom. And hey, that's a great idea for a double date mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Let's go somewhere and not so much sit together. Yeah, we'll that go watch this one. Really you go delightful. watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it with your mom on Mother's Day? Yep, come do it with your date true. night on Wednesday. Yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All that plus trivia night on Tuesday evenings in the back lot. Get your tickets early because, as we discussed, a lot of times these things will sell out. The Seven Brides or Seven Brothers, both screenings are sold out for Sunday. We added a third, but we'll talk about that next week. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So get your tickets in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device or buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or buy them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening because you may find yourself out of luck. You can find all of these events and more. I know everything for the month of May and I think I've seen a few things starting to trickle in for the summer Mm -hmm, as well, mm -hmm. particularly the kids camp stuff. Um, You can find all these on Facebook. Just search for who wants it? Oh, at Alamo Spring Mo (laughs) on Facebook. I did it. And go to their (laughs) events page. He's a big boy now. Listener comments. We've got a few listener comments this week. We'll start off with Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd on YouTube. They are Draft House VIPs. They really are. They like something that we mentioned in passing kind of as a fun thing last week. The horror shriek along. You were not here last week. I you was not. purposely avoided us I so did. that we did not accidentally slip anything Avengers in game. So what we said was, you know, there's this kind of idea that's out there and I don't know how often it really happens but you know when horror movies there's this idea that there's somebody in the theater screaming at the screen like no like, don't, oh, go, don't out. go don't in go in there yeah. wouldn't it be fun to put together something in October yeah that is a instead of a sing-along or a I'm movie party or a quarter lo- quote along we definitely yeah. need to be a slasher yeah it has to be yeah. a slasher film yeah. what the it what? should probably be campy yeah. It, it has to be campy. Like my bloody Valentine. Maybe. Just saying. Hey. Something so along with something that people are guaranteed like to have seen or something. October, that, so. Yeah. I think it's just anything you can yell at and have a good time with. That's the whole thing. It's it's yelling at this person on the screen for making bad choices. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. They like the sure. idea. They'll be here for it. They'll be. Yeah, they're gonna be here either way. <laughs> it doesn't hey, matter. Why not? Why not do <laughs> it? We got plenty of stuff to fill up exactly. October with. So yeah. we need. I mean, we need plenty of stuff. Is what I should have said. So yeah. ideas like that are fantastic, and we've got because otherwise Tom and Lacey won't be here. <laughs> Tom and Lacey, you <laughs> they won't be, be here three here. times that week unless hey, one of those. You hang is in a there along. with us through these podcasts, and you, yeah, you're here. Yeah. You're definitely here. They're great. So thanks to them for the comments, for the little positive feedback. Now we take a break. Take a breath. If you need to go to the restroom, go ahead. (laughs) Might as well. Uh, This is the time in the show where we are giving the PSA the, hey, we don't ever want you to stop listening to these things, but we're telling you if you've not seen Avengers Endgame yet, we want you to go ahead and hit pause on your device, whatever you're listening to. If you need us to say it for you, we will say it. Alexa, pause the back lot by Alamo Drafthouse. Hopefully that triggered that for you. Or if you haven't seen it and you've avoided spoilers and in this exact moment you're like, 
eh. You're thinking, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get spoiled anyway. Yeah, I'll go ahead yeah. and spoil it We're right telling two you, weeks later. Yeah, Don't do it. Yeah, This is your moment where you pause the podcast and you come back to us after you've had a chance to see Avengers Endgame. Have some damn self-control. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. This is a <laughs> this is a statement on yeah, society. No. So we're going to give you a chance to stop us now. We want to say thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you come back to finish the podcast after you've had a chance to see it. But we're going to count you down so you have time to pull over safely if you're listening to this in the car or whatever the case might be. We'll 50. give you plenty of to know. No, we're not going to start at 50. Climb out the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, dry your feet off. We don't want you to slip and fall. Yeah, make sure you have a bath mat because it's just, you know, it's safe. safe. You don't think about it, safety. but you're dripping water. You don't want to slip. That'd be ridiculous. You don't so, want to hurt yourself. All this buying time to give you a chance to reach up and turn this thing off for now. Here we go. We'll count you down from five. Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the end game now. And if you're still with us, you are okay. And know that Tony Stark is dead. Oh, man. You just go right off the bat. Wow. There is somebody out there who's like, wait, wait, wait. No, don't. Hey, I'm not even going to apologize to that person. We gave you plenty of time. We gave them plenty of time. So, Avengers Endgame. Everyone here has seen it, yes? Yes. Okay. Making sure it works. Okay. Okay, good. Brag about it. There you go. Twice as much as you did. (laughs) So. Thoughts right off the bat. Anything that immediately you just want to get off your chest. Like, here's my thoughts. Here's my hot take on Avengers Endgame. Fastest three hours of my life. Did not feel like a three-hour movie, did it? No. I think I might be the only one who was like, yep, that was three hours. I wasn't upset about it or anything, but I I felt it. It was so fast. It seemed like it. And I was like, this needed to be longer. There were a lot of things. I felt like it was a quick three hours. With the first half. Now, now I felt that way in the moment. Afterwards, I was like, oh, God. That was three hours. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I can't even fault them for, you know, I, I did a little bit because I was like, I needed more, you know, but right. that's saying a lot. To, and then I saw it again. So I watched this for six hours. That's and like, I'm still, <laughs> yeah. and I still feel like I need to see it more. There are people that have so given much. up days of their life yeah. to seeing this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone once getting ready to go with the family again. We were supposed to do it on Sunday, but something happened. We weren't able to. So, and I would like to probably see it a third time too, just to yeah. But I went back and like watched all the spoiler stuff. Okay, and so I'm after you watch it the first time. Yeah, okay. So you're the the things you didn't the Easter eggs and okay. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much caught everything. There's only like one or two things I didn't catch. But did you catch Howard the Duck? Yeah, oh yeah. Did you? I actually did. So I was like, Yeah, oh, I only caught him before the movie started when they had the little so I was like, Howard the Duck is obviously in this. I did not you catch know. Howard the Duck. I guess and Howard I the Duck I didn't see him in there, but he, I walked through he, a portal? he comes through a portal, yeah, yeah. when everybody's so pouring he's, out. He's, I can't imagine how you would miss him and all the other things that are going on when that happens. Yeah. I love Howard the Duck, so it's just something I would have looked for, so that's yeah, probably why I noticed it. I thought Thor was going to die because I was of heart it's our disease. Job to, yeah, <laughs> Slow death. <laughs> our job to the, the site. You know, we have to police it to make sure nobody's posting spoilers. And so uh, we had gotten tagged in something that I read, and then somebody commented something that I backed out of very quickly. But it was about Thor, and I thought they were saying he had died, but they were obviously, I guess, alluding to he looked like he could die <laughs> at any moment. Yeah. Well, when I came and saw it, there was like. A busload or two of kids, high school kids from some town, and so when he, when Iron Man passed by him and he's like, "Move aside, Lebowski" or whatever yeah. he said, 
I was the only person in there. Was like, <laughs> I was I, like, oh. same, same. We, Josh and I just died laughing, and it was nobody else. And I'm like, because of the movie, the big bat. I didn't say that, but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. A lot. I I've read a lot of comments um, about people who felt like it was a needless. That why did they do that to him? It was stupid. And to be I funny. thought it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. This Play would be funny. Type. Yeah, yeah. 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 The movies is very serious, so there needs to be like little moments of humor. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, number one, I absolutely love the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have gripes. And right. I, I, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. It's like it, it was not yes. a perfect movie. It uh, was a perfect cap for this yes. thing that they've built over like the last ten as years. Well as they could yeah. Have yeah. Done. But it was yeah. not a perfect movie. Uh, no. One of my gripes would be the how long that joke went the Thor joke I was really hoping like well, listen, he would lose the from weight really quick or something if it takes five years to put that weight on it's not coming off in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just figured uh, him being Thor there's a hundred ways that it could just disappear like the well weight. I think it was important and then I mean the movie was fun yeah. And it was fan service. But the movie, if you stop and really think of it, the movie has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And the piece with Thor was, you know, and there, there's, anytime anybody does anything, there's always backlash that happens. Yeah. And there are people, oh, that was fat shaming. Well, no, it wasn't. Because for every, for every person saying mm-hmm. fat shaming, you've got, you know, just as many dads that are like, <laughs> I look like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they yeah. milked that that night after the screening, I promise you. But, um, <laughs> So there, what it, I think it's important, you know, there's the, the moment in the scene back on Asgard where Thor is at his rock bottom. He's talking to his mother who he knows is going to die. He can't tell her even though he's trying to. He, is, there, he has nothing left. He's gone and he's done everything he can do and he has failed. And he is at five years of bottom, but now he's at rock bottom where yeah. he's standing there crying to his dying going to die mother and she tells him you know basically okay well do what you can with what you've got Mm -hmm. and he holds his hand out and there's that funny beat of sometimes this takes a minute and then he gets his hammer back and what it's saying is no matter where you are no matter how low you go thor is still worthy to swing that hammer yeah, and that is Thor's entire arc throughout the comics. Through, I mean, the current comics, he's still dealing with the same thing. His whole problem is he is the guy who never feels worthy. Mm-hmm. He is the guy that no matter what he does, he never, he always questions whether he's that he's he's just overcome with self doubt. And after having lost and then done, he he's it, the 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 point of that as much as it was to put Chris Hemsworth in a fat suit and make it funny and drag it out was to show that, you know, it, it was that message of, look, you, you are always worthy to wield that hammer. See, I had a different take on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so whenever I, I look at Thor as a character, I see him as, uh, like, we slowly see him humbled mm-hmm. throughout the movies. Where yes. he, like, he and starts that really off arrogant. with the and, humor. He starts yep. off very arrogant. And, uh, like, even the first time, like, whenever Captain America, like, budges. How like, insecure you see a little he bit is. Of, yeah. yeah, there's that little bit of insecurity. His arrogance is, takes a minor hit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, with his, uh, his, how he kills Thanos at the very mm-hmm. beginning, like, 
just has to do it, right. and that's not enough. Yeah. Uh, it he already fix fa- anything. Yeah. He, he already failed. Yeah. Uh, he already made a mistake. His arrogance got the better of him uh, to try and get that last press in of the uh, the ha- not the hammer, the axe. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Because yeah. you you know you're Viking, you have to name. Yeah, you got to have a cool <laughs> Viking name. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, him pressing that into Thanos, and then Thanos is done, and half of Everyone's still dead. And, and he's the one that walks off of this back to the camera yeah. and realizes this did nothing. It yeah. didn't do anything. It's like the revenge doesn't really satiate the need for closure. Right. And I think with all the different characters, like the ones that we've grown used to, what we get at the very beginning is them all in a different state of responding to a gigantic trauma, a gigantic tragedy. Like Hulk... Mm-hmm. thriving yep like he's a person who can like really kind of maintain take control of the situation and he's actually doing very well better than he's ever done yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then iron man he's moved on he's moved past it he's got a family he's figured out a way to deal and cope mm-hmm. and then we have like thor who's just he he's incredibly depressed yeah and i really like that take uh, that it's done for humor, it just drags a little bit for me. It just yeah. goes on a little too long, and I think uh, you can still have that internal conflict. There was there was no time for that '80s style training montage. Well, I was where, thinking, where, where Thor's back, you know, he working. summons like let's say it could have been like, oh, he hasn't summoned the Stormbreaker in so right. long. The minute it just hits his hand, it reendows him with like the. But I think I thought that's what was going to yeah, happen. And yeah. they could have easily done that. And, and it I don't have, think but people it, would complain. But it, I think it would have felt like it cheapened his experience. It sh- I think by keeping that joke running, it shows that oh, this is something that he's still dealing with. Just getting. That, that there's not a MacGuffin that gives you back your yeah. confidence. This is something that he still, just as he progressed down or regressed down to this point, it's going to take time. Even though they've won, he's it's going to take effort to yeah. get beyond that. So I, it, you could argue it both ways. Yeah. This is a movie that is about failure. Yes. And it's about the idea of moving forward after a loss. And it's interesting because. You know, you've got Captain America right in the beginning, who's running the support group after five years, who yeah. says, if, "If we don't move forward, we might as well have died too." He's the, and he almost, uh, while moving forward, he still seems to refuse to let go. He can't, yeah, yeah, because he, you know, throughout and of all of the superheroes, my favorite's Captain America. I love, uh, like he's he's pretty altruistic. He's always willing to make that sacrifice. He's I, he's the best of them. He's, right. He's the guy that jumped on the grenade. Yeah. He's he the was guy that jumped on the, the first grenade. movie. Yeah. He's the guy that was willing to let Bucky beat him to death yeah. just at the chance, like the, the I'm with you to the end of the maybe, line. Yeah. Like, man, just such a perfect character, and uh, that he like he has that support group like Falcon had. Yep. And kind of brings that back yeah. full circle. Like yeah. the, what what the Russo brothers were oh, able yeah. to do with this is phenomenal. They closed it's, so many loops. Yeah. Yep. And the references and like it doesn't even feel like fan service because it's a completion of a story. Right. Uh they did such a wonderful job like paying paying the most care to these characters that people have grown to love and care about uh and for me, like the payoff with Captain America is 
perfect. He deserves it so much. And there are there is a contingent because again, we talked about it. There's always that are very upset with the payoff for the Captain America story. And the reason why I can't fault them for feeling the way they feel because I can see some logic to it. But this isn't a movie where you have to really throw a lot of logic at it because the more logic you throw at this movie, the more it kind of breaks down. But there is a thought that, you know, Tony had moved on. Tony had the most to lose at the point where they decide to move into act two. Now it's the time heist. We're going to stop Thanos. Time heist. And a lot of this was predicated on cap captain America's pushing Tony back into this when Tony doesn't want to be back into this and for Tony to die and lose. And then for captain America to be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm retired now. I see. There I, are people that have issue with that, and you know that yeah. are saying, be, and I and I don't agree with it. I can see their great. I can see how they got to that position because yeah. it is a bit. If you take that position, it is a bit hypocritical to say you go be the hero. You can't have your family, and then once that person makes a sacrifice to decide, hey, we won because that guy died. I can go have my family now. After Tony Stark makes a sacrifice, there's. What's Captain America supposed to do to right. equal that? Yeah. He's tried to kill himself to save people. Right. He's yeah, he, made that he's effort. Done that before, he's yeah. done it a bunch of times. And it's uh, interesting because that is kind of... And it's funny because we want to loop, group those characters together, Yeah, but they're not. They are on two separate trajectories. And... Tony is moving from a position of selfishness to selflessness over the course of 11 films, 20, you know, 21 films, 11 years. Captain America is moving from a position of selflessness, jumping on the grenade, to selfishness. And yeah. it's the, and selfishness is not the right word, but it's the best word you can use in this, where he gets to live his life. He's always been the man that's not at yeah. home in the world that he woke up in after he got thought out. So. I, see, I, I Everyone's welcome to their opinions. I definitely disagree. Yeah. Uh, I think that in the situation... Uh, Captain America remains selfless mm-hmm. at the, whenever he's trying to bring Tony Stark in. That is selfless. He's not trying to ruin Tony Stark's life. Right. They need Tony Stark to save half of everyone. Right. And so that's Tony the, Stark and might that's have not a lot the, to yeah, lose. And that's not where the self the selfishness is. The Him decision not to come back afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what we don't he see. Yeah. Because he happens. hasn't done enough already. Yeah. Because that's crazy. Well, they were saying that he you saved know, the world four or five basically, times. Basically, <laughs> he. Captain America that does all the stuff still exists in that right. timeline that he's in. So, and Peggy Carter still would have gone through her life and died at a certain point, but he right. ages so slow. Right, there's the potential. Yeah, that they're because saying that that he would have Captain America could have went on to do save more lives. He right. could have went on to train more people. So there's potential he still did some amazing stuff. Yeah, that's not the the, 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 the problem they're having is that it felt hypocritical to a group of people, a vocal minority, yeah. that Captain America shouldn't get to move on when he cost somebody else who had moved on. Yeah. Uh, It's a a way to look at it, but it's, yeah. He didn't cost Tony Stark his life. Yeah, Tony Tony chose that. Tony Stark gave his life. Also, we have the the premise of there's only one way that this works out. So this was fake from the last movie. Uh, Captain America, he doesn't give up. Yeah. And uh, 
Tony Stark sort of gave up at that point, and for a great reason. He, he, he gave fan- up when he came back from space. Yeah. He was done then. He, <laughs> he gave up when he, he gave came him back, a verbal beating, and the point. people he cared about were still here. Yeah, uh, he lucked out. He yeah. didn't with the snap. He didn't lose what was most important. Yeah, to him. he had a fifty-fifty chance of coming back to nothing. Yes, just like everybody else. And, but he uh, didn't, so he moved on. So with that whole thing. Uh, I think whenever, before I saw the movie, my guess was that Captain America was going to die. Yeah. Because he's the one to make the sacrifice play. But then when you go back through him, it really does lead to Iron Man making the sacrifice. Right. And, uh, yeah, I Tony Stark chooses to do what he does. Uh, there and is some, there there is a thought that, you know, we feel like Tony has grown into that person. Others will tell you, well, he was already that person in the first Avengers movie because he's the one that grabbed the nuke and took it into space. And so there are some people who are saying, hold on, it's not the character growth you think you're seeing. (laughs) We've already kind of seen that. He's already made that play. He just, again, Tony's a very lucky guy. He gets lucky a lot. And take that however you want, but... Not quite as lucky as Ant Man is. Yeah. Well, and again, it's one of those things where, when you think about and start applying logic to stuff, some things yeah. break down. I heard someone had uh, speculated that that was uh, an the ghost of Mickey Mouse <laughs> making sure that his <laughs> film makes that the is, money. <laughs> that happens to be like one of my biggest gripes about the movie. There are a lot of convenient coincidences. Yeah. Yes, uh, and I loved the movie. I would always like to reestablish that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But no. I, I, but I, I with before the movie came out, that was one of the big questions: was how's Ant Man going to get out of the quantum realm? Like, how's that even going to work? And I've loved reading all the wonderful theories, and no one guessed a rat walking across a very intricate contraption would accidentally step on the right buttons. <laughs> one button that yeah. makes it work. Like, uh, it would have to traipse across numerous buttons, and they must have been lined up perfectly to be what's required to bring Ant Man out of the quantum. But, it's ridiculous. Well, it's, and then, the, I mean,. Captain Marvel finding Tony and Nebula in space, going back a scene prior to that. Yeah, I've, there's that no, we have nothing within the film itself to tell us yeah. why she just happened across their ship floating in space. Well, everybody assumes that Groot has a uh, tracker on it. So. Groot's not there though; he's dust. A rocket, a, a rocket. I'm sorry, has a rocket. A, rocket but again, but it's all, but, it doesn't, but it's all based on assumption. Yeah. And anytime a writer, a screenwriter, a director has to fill in gaps after the fact, yeah. it means you didn't do it in the movie. You have to have at least an implication that that's what's that's happening. because we don't have six hours to sit in a thing and answer everybody's... But, there, are, but there is time where they like could... Yeah, tracking there's in, there's any number of times. You could have, when you had the scene, any number of scenes, you could have established that there was some yeah. effort or communication because there's no reason yeah. for anybody to think that they didn't get dusted with everybody. I mean, there, it's one of those happy... Another happy coincidence going so, forward... We saw it referenced at the end of this, and we saw a lot of this come Monday, <laughs> on this past Monday. Uh, it's a happy coincidence that all of Peter Parker's friends got dusted, so they're not all five years older yes. than him for the next movie. What are the odds that that school, <laughs> that those particular... Again, a lot of happy coincidences to keep this machine on the tracks. Um, are they things that take you out of the film, not in the moment? Yeah. After the fact, when you start thinking about them, it could. Um, it's a film that is very much about that wish that 
any of us who've suffered loss have of that thing that I didn't get to say to somebody that second chance to reconnect or whatever, because you deal with Tony and his dad and that whole scene doesn't work unless Tony is a dad himself. Yeah. You deal with, we talked about Thor and his mother, you know, you've got Captain America and Peggy. There are so many of those. It's, it's all about that reconnection that when I thought I lost, you know, we all wish for, I wish I had said this when so-and-so was alive or, you know, whatever, this is a lot of that wish fulfillment stuff. And that stuff you don't get punchy, punchy. This is a very much not a punchy, punchy movie. Yeah. <laughs> there are only a few moments where there are punchy, punchies thrown. Action's and then there's a big limited, third yeah. act. <laughs> but yeah, the first two acts, you could probably five minutes or less of punchy, punchy. So you're saying Captain America's thing and going back wasn't to see America's ass and Get That's not the appreciation of it? No, I'm saying you did the, yes it is, <laughs> but you don't get to that. He could have got that without the punchy punchy. Yeah. So, oh, maybe there wasn't a good angle shot of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I need to get funny. under these steps and look at <laughs> them. Uh yeah. The, the movie the, having so many characters and so much that you kind of have to close the door on, uh they did a wonderful job. I can't think of another way of kind of concocting such an epic epic like series of films and then bringing them all together so perfectly absolutely uh yeah and just the getting that last moment with tony stark and it not being a moment where pepper's crying and upset and let's he parade the entire cast in front and, of tony yeah, yeah. yeah that's what i'm L- glad they didn't do that absolutely loved like her being very calm and just like her line of uh we're gonna be okay yeah it's like you being can rest- strong for him yeah and yeah. his final moments that's what like peter parker crying and kind of yeah. you know, doing his thing was he's like, a kid yeah that yeah. got you yeah but her just like you said the calmness and letting him know it's okay yeah you can you let know? go now yeah, yeah. you can and give it's it just like because anybody's ever had to do that with someone in their life for real yeah it, that hit me pretty hard. So I was just like, oh, okay. It's interesting because that, you know, there is a there is word that there was another scene when Tony dies that they had cut from the film because test audiences said this doesn't make sense because of the path they chose for that scene doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, the, the first, it's really a two-movie series. It's Infinity Wars and it's Endgame. You know, Infinity Wars was very much about it was Thanos was the hero, the protagonist, not the hero. He was the main character that moved the story forward. He's the one who had obstacles to overcome in order to do his thing, and a lot of his story centered on his relationship with his daughter. And this film, Endgame, was Tony is the one who's ultimately going to he could be argued as the protagonist he's got the through line he's the one that goes from i don't want anything to do with this to saving the day and it's very much about his relationship he's doing this for his daughter you could argue there was a cut scene where you know after thanos did the snap he is with young gamora and she asked him in the stone you know was it worth it or something like that and he's you know something there was a bookend scene where an older version of tony's daughter basically asks the same question in the orange you know he he snaps and he gets into that so and people didn't like it because they're like who is this who's this who's this you know 15 year old girl talking to tony it doesn't make any sense they could have very easily just done that with the young girl it would have 
but, thematically been the same because it's a young Gamora when Thanos does it, and it's a young daughter of Antonia. But you know, they they chose to cut that. But I think it would have helped book in this thing. It's like this is a story about two dads and their two daughters. You know, it, it, I think it would have helped put the exclamation mark on that. But I don't know that it suffered because you didn't have that. But it would have been a nice, you know, another minute of film, which probably cost you know. Very little because they'd be on a green screen. <laughs> but what, what about a uh, Black Widow? Yes. What yeah. about Black Widow? Let's so here's talk a, about that. Here's a question. Hey, Jen's still here. Hey, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I answered these emails. I've, yeah. <laughs> so got, yeah, go ahead. It's interesting that in the film, she's the one holding things together. She her arc through this whole series has been the the body for hire for lack of a better term, she to where she has become the de facto leader when there's no one else left to lead. That was her family that she had found herself in. What? And she's willing to sacrifice herself for that family to have a chance. Well, I don't see her so much as the body for hire just because, uh, like, she has that little monologue about, uh, like, the red... In her, in her ledger, ledger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because she her, has in her past. Used, she yeah. yes, she but has been used. Now it's like her mission is sort of to earn cleaning the slate, right? Like recover a little bit of her soul for what right. she's done. Yeah, uh, and I, ironically enough, by sacrificing her soul, I think she's she's earned it. Right. Uh, she. I mean, and you know. It has to be. It, we know when these two characters are going to Bormir, is that the name of the planet? Yeah. We know somebody's not coming back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's appropriate that it's these two characters because these two from the first Avengers, they have a history that even predates us seeing them on film because they're making, and they and they made a point as they're flying through space, you know, this is a long way from Budapest or whatever, yeah. referencing an, a line in the first Avengers film, you know, which goes back to that, there's a whole lot of red in the ledger, yeah. and these two characters were there for each other before there was any Avengers initiative or whatever. They have a past, they have, we have seen Aunt Nat, I think, was what one of the Hawkeye's kids called her in one of the movies when they're at the farm and stuff. They have a past. Um, and there's no other pair that you could really throw together when somebody when you have to kill something that you love. Who yeah, the else thing you'd you love there? the most. So too bad they couldn't find someone who like liked an object the most. <laughs> right? Or a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <my> lucky quarter. <laughs> yeah. This is my pup rascal. It it does raise the question if the stones are being put back and it is a soul for a soul, a soul, a sentient person. Yeah. Not necessarily human, but a soul for a soul stone. If you put the stone back, do you get Or is Red Skull all like no tradesies backsies? Or, or does or, or, or till you give him and then there's like, yeah there nope. there is the scene that we don't get in this movie of Captain America going up to floating red skull saying here's your here's your infinity stone what back. the heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's so, one of the, so the six most powerful items yeah. in the universe I was trying we to went, take one of these from you yeah I know yeah when I know you really wanted the tesseract we but beating each other up yeah yeah yeah, yeah th- there, there's the scene we don't get of. Captain America having to put the Infinity Stone back into Jane after yeah. Thor and Rocket took it out of her. You know, there's, there, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things that you, again, you have to just stop and not think about, just yeah. go along for the ride. And I think they did a really good job with the Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow of maybe it's just because the moment 
I really didn't know which one. Yeah, because and they kept. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they didn't know <laughs> which yeah. one. Yeah. It's like and there was arguments for both, both of them to stick around, and I was like, "Great job on that!" All the way to the end, yeah. and then him having to let her go. You know, it's just like. Okay, this is it. She's the one. It just, it was, they did such a good job of that back and forth. I was like, oh, good. It wasn't a quick, like, the fighting to kill and, themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill myself yeah. first. Yeah. Hey, no, was, you're not. That was rough. Uh, it was a lot of fan service, which it had to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, they had to wrap these stories up. Specifically, they had to wrap up the Tony Captain America, you know, your original Avengers. We have known all along this is the end of their story. Going forward, it's other people's stories although thor thor's is still open yeah uh but it did wrap up a few of them and which is what it was which is why there are folks i've spoken with who said i wish we'd have gotten more of character x y or z yes but those characters will be progressing these yeah. characters this is their story they'll to wrap get up. their moments yeah exactly uh, uh, but it, but there was a ton of easter eggs and fan service and the moments that you know it feels like when the script writers which the particular script writers have written most of these moments because they've been along with the ride since the first Avenger, and, and they even I think had were credited on Thor: The Dark World, which is almost like yeah we're going back there <laughs> because I know you don't like it, but we're going to make you like it. Well, little um, things like I told you when they were in Pym's uh, yeah. place and they had the old school Ant Man helmet, yep. they breeze up. I I was like oh because I I love that design and just that for me personally. So just something that quick. Was enough to make me go, oh, this is great. So. I think, yeah, seeing Star Lord's dance sequence, yeah. from outside of his yeah. head, <laughs> very funny. Where they're yeah. watching him dancing Singing and they don't the hear the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that. those types of things where it's like, okay, you know, it's obvious these are fun, goofy movies. There are goofy moments in these movies. Let's let's deconstruct some of that. Does anybody else get freaked out at how amazingly well they can make actors look young? Yeah. 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 Like oh Michael my Douglas. Being great at that. Yeah. yeah. Michael Douglas. Uh, Which it almost feels like if you have a body of work in Hollywood right now that yeah. they can mine you yeah. your physical likeness Samuel from now Jackson. on. Yeah. yeah. Robert one. Redford they've yeah. done. Yeah. It, it's it's spooky. Yeah. I mean it's cool, but it's yeah. so weird <laughs> because the, uh, Michael Douglas when I saw I was like, "Ah, oh, it's like romancing the stone." Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Down to the shaggy hair and everything. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's fun. It had you know the moments, the callbacks that we expected. On your left, you know, will go down as one yeah. of those callbacks yeah. that'll always um, the cheeseburger moment, which is uh, one that I think nobody expected. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that got everybody because everybody was just over. Well, I held it. I held on through the funeral were, scene. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. Well, the sniffles were kind of fading away. Yeah. And she said that. Then it. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. 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 Including myself. I was like, oh, God, that got me. Cheeseburgers yeah. are really good. Yeah. That's that's the why. <laughs> that's the whole reason right yeah. there that people lost it in that yeah. scene. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, looking forward, if you think back to what we've lost in terms of characters, um, they've kind of written themselves out of the corner a little bit. Loki died in Infinity Wars. Yeah. Everybody was upset. There is now a 2012 version of Loki who stole the Tesseract running around in the universe. Perfect mm-hmm. for a TV show. A yeah. way to bring some a character back. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I guess that whole opening sequence in Infinity's all, all we lost were a bunch of nameless Asgardians and Heimdall, right? 
that, that, those are the only ones that died yeah. that haven't yeah. been brought back in these two films. Rest in peace. Yeah. Idris yeah. uh, <laughs> Elba's moving on to Homer bigger and better <laughs> things. Yeah. So yeah, because we have the new Gamora. Yeah, we have we have a 2014 ramps. version of Gamora who doesn't have a history with the Vision's Guardians. Vision's gone still. Yeah. But, but he's Vision back. was being downloaded in well, Infinity War. Something in the movie though about well, it, him. I can't remember. Wanda what said that she hadn't gotten him back because he didn't get snapped, so he didn't come back when he straight Hulk up murdered. But his whatever consciousness personality was being downloaded in Wakanda. Yeah. Well, why didn't they? Well, because Shuri just got back. <laughs> she yeah. was snapped too. So um, I can uh, only do so much. Yeah, exactly. I've only been back five minutes. <laughs> Infinity War. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Infinity Stone Hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when Thanos had that glove made, and it was mm-hmm. like a big deal how it had to be made out of the sun or a star yeah. or something, yeah. and then Iron Man was able to put it on just a metal glove. Yeah. How? And snap Again, like yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, don't think. Yeah, and then I pause know. for a second so he could do the, I am Iron Man. Like, yeah. just. I did like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, again, callback. It brings it all back, circle, full circle. Falcon, new Captain America. I really yep. thought it was going to be Winter Soldier. No. Yeah. Could have gone either way, I guess. Like, I know Falcon has taken that yeah, place Yeah, could have gone either way in the comics. Um, he's got from no what way. I understand, uh, Anthony Mackie's contract is for an additional five films. And special chance so, like three or four. No, <laughs> I thought he had a couple. He, he has like seven to nine. Still. Seven to nine oh, still. Oh wow. dang! So I think we'll get see Bucky That's get the shield at some day. point. Okay. I, yeah. And yeah. they have a little series together. Yeah. As well. They have a Disney Plus series coming. Yeah. Um, folks were again people that didn't like that arc to Captain the end of Captain America's story. Obviously, if you watch it and having seen it a second time, Bucky mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's you know reference and again a, another Easter, another reference. The whole you know you can't do anything stupid. You're taking all the stupid with you. You know, calling back to yeah. previous films. They also were saying that you know Bucky is still getting over the I did a lot of bad stuff and right. he doesn't feel like he's ready to worthy ready that to character. do it. So that's right. why they're like let him have it and then when he's back. like okay I've repented for everything and now I'm ready to but aerodynamically the How's shield doesn't work? make any yeah. sense for someone who flies around because yeah. if you have that in front it's just gonna slow you down and uh, you also you make it more guns. of a nose cone if you can yeah. shape the shield you can melt the shield down and build the suit <laughs> out of it that'd be cool but it just as the falcon's gonna need to uh, he also doesn't have the physical like he's not a super soldier yeah he doesn't have yeah. any Serum. Yeah. At this at this point in the comics, the Captain America becomes more of a symbol than a spe- than a personality or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's kind of like Batman. Even in the comics, at one point they tried to make the bat symbol a symbol of something bigger and let other people kind of run with it. So we'll see what they do in the film and series. They mentioned Captain Britain's name. Peggy did, yeah, in the thing. So they may have Captain Britain show up, and he be the the super soldier yeah. type character. Yeah. I do like that they got their dance. It's interesting to you know going forward. You know, the, there was a once they got going. I'm trying to keep moving here because <laughs> we're right, we're going long. Uh, they have talked about how this Spider Man wraps Phase Three. They have talked about what comes next. There have been discussions that you know everybody's labeling it Phase Four because that's logically what you do next. There has been discussion that we're not going with a big everything wraps up ten years from now story. 
it'll be smaller, more self-contained stories that eventually you'll see things cross over. But it's we're you know kind of like with Thor Ragnarok, where the Hulk and the Thor they cross over in each other in the film. But we're not necessarily trying to build the next big, you know, twenty-one movie culmination down the road of a big story. We're just going to start introducing these characters and let these characters tell their stories and exist in their own little thing. The word is that they are looking to be become more inclusive, um, younger, uh, all of that as prelude to the fact that the next stories that are greenlit though are like black Panther two, Dr. Strange two, guardians of the galaxy three. So it's going to be a minute before we feel like we're out of this current phase that we're I in. Hope I hope they do a movie with the kids, you know, Hawkeye's kid and all the Tony's kid and all that. I think that'd be fun. Then they could use the Hulk as like the, the mentor mentor type thing, you know, that'd be kind of a fun movie too. Um, we know why Monday was the spoiler embargo yeah. date because that was the day the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer released. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for Jake Gyllenhaal. Looks like yeah, uh, looks like it. This we know now. This is after Endgame. Um, I I could just I could watch John Favreau do this from now on and let him direct his big things for Disney, whatever it is, and then come back and do just do his acting as cameos in these Avengers movies or mm-hmm. Marvel it's movies. It's fun when he shows up. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he built this thing. He directed Iron Man. Without him, there is no, you know, he, he and others. But <laughs> no, yeah. Just him. Um, yeah, just him. <laughs> Uh, again, Chris Hemsworth contract is up. Doesn't necessarily he's he's gone on record yeah, multiple he, times saying, "Hey, I'm open to whatever." Guys, I don't think they're just going to say, mm, "No never, thanks." We oh, we left him getting franchise. on the ship, so yeah. you know that'd be. I don't know what Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to do. Whether it it begins like five minutes after they drop Thor off, <laughs> so they don't have to pay him. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see the backs of the Bye, characters Thor. waving. See you, Thor. It's nice yeah. seeing you. Well, I hope not. They've I hope teased they something that everyone wants to yeah. see. We all yeah. want to see it. Yeah. We yeah. we got a taste of it in Infinity War. And they War. heard the response, I think. I think mm-hmm. so, too. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing that I have a, like, I'm worried about for the future of Marvel, which I shouldn't be because they've been so successful, is, uh, like, they beat the toughest dude ever. And I know there are probably other villains like Galactus right. uh, that would be sort of comparable, but... All the smaller villains that they're going to have to deal with, which is why I think they like, kind of shifted from we got to build towards a big bad and more like hey we can go back to you can have your friendly neighborhood yeah. Spider Man again <laughs> because we've already done the big thing. But all the villains are now going to be pretty easily beatable. Well, and that, you would imagine, and, and it brings the quite too cocky. Well, it's yeah. back on yeah. singles instead of Make multiple mistakes. people fighting Silly somebody. Now we're back to one on one, which brings up the the next oh, point I had here, which is it's going to take tricks. some very and they've managed to grab some really good writers all along. I imagine that now they've kind of closed that loop. We may see those guys move on to other things, but it's going to take a very good writer or writing team to address some of these heroes they've built so that you don't fall into a Superman spot where it's like, why are we fighting this? Let's just call Wanda. Why are we doing this? Let's just call Captain Marvel. Yeah, you've you got know, to split them you've up gotta, you, very you know, frequently. You've got, yeah, you're, you've got to uh, find ways to not do the obvious, which is just call 
that and, and with Captain Marvel, you can say, hey, she's dealing with this same thing on another planet. They use that frequently throughout this movie. Yeah, it seems like her adventures will not be on Earth. Yeah, but there are other... Yeah, you, you've kind of built this up. You've built these relationships between these characters. You've built these power, incredible powers from the comics. If I'm in New York, why am I not calling Doctor Strange? Or if I'm here, why am I not... You know, it, it's kind of... You've got to be careful moving forward on how you approach some of that. Yeah. What threat's big enough to warrant a response from this Multiple, specific superhero? Yeah. 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 Spider-Man can deal with, you know, if Spider-Man's dealing Elemental with... Elemental Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, clearly, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been called in on this or whatever Nick Fury is doing now, but yeah, yeah there's you have to kind of... You have to tread carefully through some of these potential story minefields that are going to pop up in the in the future with some of this. And it leaves us open to the question, now that Marvel, now that Disney owns Fox outright, when do we start seeing some of these Fox previously that you know, Fox owned the rights to the Fantastic 4, the X-Men, a few other I think uh, when does that start to become a thing that we see addressed? The multiple universes element of it that's mentioned in the new Spider-Man trailer could be a very easy way to explain why they've never mentioned. I mean, we have miracles right. uh, with Wanda and Quicksilver, but yeah, I feel like that might be the only route to go where it's... Here's the reason we haven't mentioned the fact that there is an entire school of people with superpowers. And that that's not a thing that we're constantly talking about. Yeah, or the fact that, I mean, because, yeah, you could say, well, there's this school quietly. These people are oppressed. They aren't flamboyant. They're not to the point yet where they're ready to come out as heroes. Maybe the Thanos thing is something. You, could, you could go that route. But even, I mean, the X-Men history in films and in comics is that this is something that people have known about. You know, it's not like they're just waiting. Um, the multiple universe theory is interesting because we know the Spider-Verse film was fantastically received. Mm -hmm. This could be introducing an element of that into the live action piece. Um, fans of the comics and the characters also know that Mysterio is nothing but a liar. Yeah. That's all he is. That's his game. He's a fake. He's yeah, he's a he's a liar. So he yeah, he it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors literally. In his case, it's all smoke and mirrors. So it's interesting to that they're throwing that out there as, hey, this is going to be important. We just don't know if it's important because it's true or it's important because it's false. Yeah. I'm curious how much of what he's doing is fake versus how much of what he's doing is just trying to manipulate the situation to become a superhero. Exactly. Like, I want to be a hero, too. I have delusions of grandeur. I can create I can. I can handle this, can, yeah. It's like it, a it's volunteer syndrome. fireman yeah. who sets fires and then goes and... Or, it, or it's syndrome from The Incredibles. Yes. You know, if, if, you know, if everybody's superpowered, then nobody's superpowered, and I can create these threats, but I can control them. And, I can fix it. Yeah, and so it'll be interesting to see. It does Far From Home being taking place right after Endgame in proximity both on the calendar, our calendar, and apparently the story takes place right after Endgame. Does that make Far From Home the first billion-dollar Spider-Man movie? Because it is connected to the Marvel Universe. And I don't think so. You don't think it? You don't I think th the people will show up in the droves? They'll show up. I just right. don't... It's so close to, like, this giant film. Mm -hmm. I don't... 
feel you, like this one was more required reading right. than the new Spider-Man. But do you feel like people are going to be like, oh, this ties directly to the end of that, and I was, I, I was left wanting a little bit more. Yes, they closed so many loops, but I wish, like you said, on the second viewing even, it's like this has felt like it, we bruised through this. I could have used a little bit more of this. Does, you know... It's weird to say this. Can I? It's. It feels almost dirty to say this, but a billion dollars for a Marvel connected movie doesn't feel like a it's lot not of a money. Stretch. Anymore. You know what I mean? It's when you've got. You know. I mean, if you look at well, in the last in the last couple of years, the only Marvel movie that hasn't broken that billion dollar mark was what Ant Man and the Wasp, because we know Black yeah. Panther broke it. We know. I mean, just look well, at the last are, like two years. I find know. those to have an Captain exceptional quality it. to them. Right. Meaning, like, although I really did love Ant Man and the Wasp, you you have underserved uh, demographics, right? With Black Panther, with yes. Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. So well, I you think have people pulling in people that you like. This is our people, or this is woman power, kind of like Wonder Woman did. Stuff so like. Bring all your girlfriends to see Captain Marvel. Bring all your you know relatives to see Black yeah. Panther. It's not crazy to want representation in film, right. and you know, enthusiastically turning out for that. Uh, I think those movies will have a like. I bet Captain Marvel and Black Panther will have a higher box office gross at the end of what Spider Man Far From Home ends right. up making. Uh, I think the last one probably didn't do like as gangbustery as. Uh, as it would now, right. just based off of the Spider-Man fatigue that was going on at the time, well, and it was a new actor in the role yeah. again, who's no but a no it, name. It wasn't immediately clear that that Spider-Man was connected to the Marvel universe. It took until after the film opened before you started even getting the TV trailers that showed Ant-Man and Spider-Man together in the city and stuff. So yeah. um, now that people know that they're connected, and this is this is Peter dealing with the loss of Tony and. Wow, how do these characters deal with not having been here for five years? And some half of their classmates, in theory, although not because it wasn't anybody important to the story, um, you know, half of their classmates are five years older. They've graduated. Some of them have likely graduated college, whereas some of these kids are still in high school. What and, about the cleanup? Yeah, five right? years of. Well, that's why there's so many rats houses, walking through <laughs> houses that were sold and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, squatters' yeah. rights. I've been in this house for five years. I don't care that it was yours. Not leaving. Yeah, go through the courts. There have to be some sort of yeah. I don't. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward and how. If the they president gets napped, does he go back to being president? It's past a four-year term. It's right. Yeah, it's very difficult. And it sounds like they just felt like they passed out and woke up and, it, oh, hey, it, we're five yeah. years later. Yeah, what was it? So, yeah, so a <laughs> yeah. president walks yeah. back into the Oval Office and there's another guy sitting there. And who does Secret Service draw their gun on? <laughs> It'd be interesting to find out, I guess. Don't think we'll ever see that stuff on film, but yeah. surely it'll be addressed in some way, shape, or form. Any other thoughts about Endgame? I mean, clearly, likely going to be more you group. Know, I needed a Rocket and Groot scene, at least a, hey, you know, hey, there you are. Or, hey. Son. Yeah, something. It doesn't take any time to say son. Yeah. I just said it. And I did Quickly. like the big girl power moment. moment in the battle. That was 
actually pretty awesome to I see all of them too. together. And a lot of people, a lot of people said it was gratuitous, and then I tried not to say, "Well, let's count up all the boy yeah, power scenes." Every, Are you every, kidding yeah, me right yeah. now? A gratuitous shot in a Marvel film? Yeah. yeah. Go back to the first Avengers when you have the shot of them all standing in the street. Right. Literally the exact same thing I've said every yeah. time. They've already done it before. It's yeah. a comic book movie. Every once in a while, they go for comic book style shots, yeah. and maybe yeah. it was inspired by the fact that, yeah, look at. Like we have a we have group built a universe a very has, yeah. s- like sturdy high quality female superheroes. Check this mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a it's a deserved shot. Yeah. Movies like this have fan service, so you can't Not be like upset they if they seconds and beamed like a selfie light on them. You know, yeah. Like yeah. It was, I thought it was. They all just well stand done. together and yeah. click a picture. Right that, that would be offensive. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, I dug so. it. I was just. I like, loved it. Yeah. And the second time I watched it, you know, with a discerning eye, because I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't catch that it was too much. No, if anything, it was it was just very tasteful. Ten, and fifteen yeah. seconds. If that, yeah. See, and my wife had a different take on it. Her take was, yeah, the little teenage boys in trouble. Who do you call? You call yeah. the moms. Yeah, <laughs> to clear I like the path. Yeah, so I like that too. So yeah, she she it. dug it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. But like everyone else, I'm happy Iron Man's dead. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, wow. he's always been such a jerk. <laughs> Open right? strong, finish strong. There you go. All right. Well, that we're gonna move on. We did have listener comments again. Uh, Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd said we really enjoyed in game and we left feeling pretty satisfied things didn't proceed in a cheater or a cop-out way, which was great. I like that they referenced all the times that time heists have mm-hmm. been used in movies and how it's all great not phrase. doesn't matter yet to the, what they're doing here. Uh, Tom enjoyed the featured milkshake. What yeah. was the featured milkshake? Which one? You had a it couple, was, I thought. Uh, was it the green one? No, it was the coffee one. Oh, Awake yeah, yeah. Till through the end game or wake for the end game. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, he enjoyed that. They shared the shawarma wrap and loved that it. That was delightful. And I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people. David yeah. loved it too. Great. Good. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, it's that's consensus. It's I unanimous. Had all three food items <laughs> at the same during time. the movie. Yeah, because uh, it's a three-hour movie. Yep. Uh, they said also, honestly, it did not feel like a three-hour movie at all. We we're already trying to figure out when we can come back for a second viewing. Felt so, like it was two hours and fifty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, two forty. It did go fast though. Yeah, really because I kind of. I went into this already spoiled is the wrong word. I already knew what happened. Um, so I kind of knew the time count beats. Yeah. And when we got to yeah. certain points, I'm like, wow, we're there already. I know. <laughs> wow. That we've, we've moved we're through that right. already. And then the last 20 minutes, I was just drinking my tea. Cause I'm like, doesn't matter now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can pee in yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you to them for participating. Give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. We would love to hear your thoughts on Avengers Endgame. Or anything else you see this weekend at the box office, if we use your comment in an upcoming episode, we'll give you a shout out. You can hit us on social media. Again, it's PGTC Podcast. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us your suggestions and your comments at popgoestheemail at gmail.com or call and leave your thoughts on the hotline at 417 986 7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and much, much more at popgoestheculture.com. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online. Again, on social media, you just search for who wants it? Alamo Springmo. There we go. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice cover there. Uh, you can download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House on your mobile devices app store. Funny how that works. Or you can find the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. And they're always here. This building doesn't move. Yeah. Just come on out anytime. 
That's it. It seems like it anymore. <laughs> he is down for the yeah. count. Like I said, the things about Iron Man, and I'm ready what was in that? Nap. What was in that milkshake with the coffee and the? <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. It does. Oh, well, that's going to be it then. Uh, anybody got anything else before we go? <laughs> nope. I feel like we've done enough with this. <laughs> All right. Well, then I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamos Draft House. <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> I just say almost spring mo. That's it. Thanks for joining Enjoy. us. Thanks for sticking around with us for this extended breakdown of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Come see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House. We will catch you all later. See ya. Later. 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 You mean bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.